0: We should have also come up with an actual introduction for this fucking podcast.
1: Oh, fuck. Hi, we're here again. I can't remember what we said last time.
0: I, I don't know. Eventually, we will workshop this enough to come up with an actual introduction. But for now, hi, I'm Morgan.
1: I'm Robin.
0: And this is In Residence.
1: A podcast
0: about working at Google and going to medical school. At not the at the same, same time. time. No, <laughs> not at the same time. That would be too much.
1: I'm the med school. And I work at Google. And that's how we all speak. Now, you may be asking, why would it take so long for a podcast to update about going to med school and working at Google? And the answer
0: is medical school and Google. Yeah, legit, like, our third class of the first semester, they told us it was going to be four weeks, and I thought, that's great, we'll be over with that very fast. And we were, but they tried to cram an entire semester's worth of schooling into four weeks, which ended up being a lot more than I had bargained for, so unfortunately, um, that happened. But it's over now. Med school is over now. You're free. It's over forever. It's only one semester, actually.
1: (laughs) That's what they don't tell you about being a doctor.
0: Yeah, the other four, the other three and a half years, you just don't. You you just golf. You have to learn how to golf before you become an actual physician. You learn all the bones, and then you golf, and that's it. Yeah. But actually, uh, I at least have just started my second semester of medical school. It's been a week now. We had a test today, it was wild, but we have six weeks this time, so hopefully the pace won't be quite as whiplash-inducing, and I will at least be available to record more podcasts. We will get that worked out, and hopefully have some kind of regular
1: schedule. Anyway. We have we have a theme. This This episode's theme is themes. No, it's not. It's change. So, subject one. Changing gears basically this is about going from the last few years of our lives into the current half year and future and so mine is i you know was going to university for four years and now i have a job which is interesting to say the least yeah which i mean i always thought because like people kind of give you that scare story about like you're in university and you have a couple classes a day and maybe they're like an hour or two hours and so it's always like oh you're gonna have to work you know eight hours a day it's gonna be so much more but then some point like doing the math if I added together like going to classes and my part-time job and like homework and everything like there were some days I would leave my apartment at 9am and not come back until 9pm or 10pm. And so it was kind of just like, oh well, maybe this 8 hour thing won't be so bad. But um, I'm like trying to remember what school was like now. It's been so long. Like, I think the biggest difference for me in terms of like school versus having a job and like one of the things a lot of more senior engineers will tell you is that like in school Usually, like, you have a project you're working on and you need to get that project done by a deadline and then you're going to move on to another project. And so you have a lot of, like, you know what you're working on and you know how much effort you need to put into it to get it done by a certain time. And, like, you know that someone has done this project before. And so, like, the time you have is presumably enough time to get it done. You know, it doesn't always seem that way. But then, like, going and, like, working on similar stuff... Like, at Google, like, when your manager asks you to do something, they don't know how to do it. Because the only way to know exactly how to do it is to actually do it. So, like, everything I've worked on so far, like, my manager was like, hey, could you, like, check this out? And then I checked it out. And then I came back, like, a day later being like, this is what I found. And he's like, wow, that was way harder than I expected it to be. Well, uh, I, like, here's where I want to say, well, go figure that out. But he's actually been very useful. So, like, I'm not just, like thrown to the fishes here but it's definitely an issue of like time management and you can't kill yourself every day over trying to get everything done because you have to pace yourself and get done a little each day because you're going to be doing this for a really long time hopefully I guess I'm really lucky in this particular workspace because I feel like it's not like this in every company everyone you work with is kind of just like hey chill out You know, because going from school, like, I feel like I I was working, like, every single weekend I'd be working on homework and doing hours and hours of work every single day trying to get stuff done, whereas here, it's just kind of, like, it's specifically designed so that you are not pushing up against deadlines, and so it's just kind of a matter of do what you can each day, and that's really nice. Yeah. I don't think that's what most people would say about going from (laughs) school to having a job. And I guess a brief note about schedules, really, I can come in anytime I want to. <laughs> like, I try to be there from 9.30 to 5.30, like, in general. On Wednesdays, I have something in the morning, so I come in at 10.30. There's really never anything scheduled before 11 in the morning, but um, a lot of people end up, like, going to dinner at work, and so they'll be there until 6.30 or later. I know my manager is sometimes there at, like, 11 p.m., but that's his own problem, <laughs> so... <laughs> I guess that's an answer. Yeah. yeah. Google sounds nice. Oh yeah, definitely. How do I get hired there? Well, first you have to apply- Go listen to our last episode! God! <laughs> <laughs> I
0: obviously learned
1: nothing. You can be a doctor at Google.
0: To help with all the paper cuts? I don't-
1: I'm sure someone gets injured. Oh wait, we have a clinic in the office! <laughs> with, like, doctors in it! <laughs> what?! Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, our office is literally, like, how big is our office? I mean, you've seen it. It's like an entire city block, and that's only one building.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: So, yeah, there's a doctor's office in there, and... Oh, my
0: God. So I could legitimately work for Google.
1: I don't think you'd be working for Google. I think it's a different company that runs, like, Oh. the medical thing. But you can work inside the building.
0: Close enough. Do I get the Google Benefits? No. Oh. Do I get the cafeteria?
1: Um, I don't know if the people who work in the medical center actually have badges to get into the rest of the building. Because that's a part of the floor you can get into without being in Google Space. Oh. Well, never mind then. I'll bring you lunch.
0: Anyway, now that we've planned our future at Google, I guess my version of this re-changing gears is going from, you know, undergrad, going from general college to going to a uh, professional school. Uh, I can't speak for grad school or anything of that sort because from what I understand, it is quite different. But professional school, especially medical school, the only one I know about, it, it really is a gear shift as far as mindset and time management and things like that. Maybe, I mean, for some people it may not be. Um, I don't know what kind of students, you know, everyone on planet Earth are. But uh, just, like, the kind of student I was, I would have died in the first, like, week of med school and just caught fire, probably. Um, I, I, I don't know. I ended up becoming a very, like, chill student In that I would put things off until the last second, and I would, like, never schedule anything, and I would just kind of roll with it, and stuff would get done eventually.
1: You got that senioritis.
0: Yeah, real bad. (laughs) Real bad. Like, everything still got done on time, just not as on time as, you know.
1: You know, that's not the case for most people. Just, you know. (laughs)
0: Well... I mean, I guess for me personally, it was a big change because, you know, I went from my freshman year, I would have papers done like a week in advance so that I could proofread them or whatever. And then by senior year, it was like, okay, it's the night before I finished it. It's 1150 and it's due at midnight. submit. Yeah. I maybe spell checked it. It's fine. And I know that's not how it goes for everybody, but for me, it was kind of a, pr- a big shift. Um, so going into medical school, I was like, oh, that's not going to fly, I imagine. Um, and really, it went zero to a hundred very fast. It went from, okay, orientation week, everything's cool, you get to meet people, learn about the school, and then the first day of class, they were like, okay, four hours of lecture, let's go. You've got reading and stuff due, you've got a quiz on Friday, you've got X, Y, and Z done, we're going to talk about the syllabus for ten minutes, but you can read, it was like, wow, okay, so much for syllabus day and not doing anything for the first week. They really just kind of throw you in and go, all right, get with it. And that was really scary, I guess. I mean, I I feel like I had been told that it was like that. You know, they, they like to use the analogy, uh, you're drinking from a...
1: fire uh, Firehust?
0: Yes, I forgot what they were called. Jeez Louise. <laughs> anyway, and so everybody's, like, sitting there warning you, like, you no, know, you need to, you know, get up on it. You Like, the number of times people told me, you can't wait until the day before the test to study. You have to study every day. If I had a nickel for every time someone told me that before we even got into the classroom...
1: You could afford medical school?
0: Yes. Probably. Maybe. I could at least buy...
1: A textbook.
0: med eh, yeah. Med school's expensive, y'all. Anyway, you know, just being somebody who never really scheduled anything and who would just be kind of like, oh, it'll get done when it gets done. It's fine, you know, to being like, no, I need to be here, f- you know, for this much time a day. I need to get this much done. I need to, you know, at least do X, Y, Z. That was a really weird shift for me. Just, I am not an organized person, and I'm still not, but I'm more organized than I was, I guess, and just kind of making that realization and starting to do that and being like, I have a calendar, I should use it, you know, it's a big change, and I'm sure there are people out there who are way more organized than I am and who would be like, oh, this is so easy, but, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) It's And the other thing that's weird about it, not weird, different, at least for me, and this one's different in a good way, I feel, is that everything in med school matters. So Um, the stuff that you're learning, finally, exactly, the stuff that you're learning, like actually matters so it's not like oh yeah I'm taking another chemistry class about stuff that I'm never going to see again for the rest of my life or I have to take physics lord knows why but yeah calculus but like those were things that I absolutely hated because I was like I mean, I know that the point is you're supposed to like think about problems differently or whatever, but I was like, this isn't applicable to what I'm going to be doing in the future. So it was really hard for me to get into it um, and to really like learn it and internalize it. I don't remember how to do anything from calculus because I was like, I'm going to use this for what I need it for and then it's gone. But now it's like, no, I need to know these things. These are things that I'm going to be applying to my patients in the future Anatomy is really important. So, you know, you can't just forget that stuff. And they make sure you don't forget it because they're going to give you big cumulative tests over it. And so just everything is actually important. And that really changes. Like for me, it really changed everything. Because studying isn't like this thing I have to really like drag myself through so that I can pass a test. It's like I need to learn this stuff because it matters you know, for my future practice, for the people that I'm going to be trying to help later on, like, I need to know things. And so, and also it's way more interesting because of that. Like, I want to be learning it. So I go to school at 8am and I'm on campus till like 6pm and I'm not miserable about it because I'm like, no, but I actually care now. <laughs> That's not how school's supposed to work. Yeah. <laughs> In college, I would have thought that, you know. I did think that. I was like, this sucks, you know. Some things were interesting, but some things are just kind of like, okay. Like, I really liked my biology classes because I was a biology major. But the other stuff which is kind of like, whatever. And even some of the biology stuff was kind of like, whatever. But now it's like, no, if they're teaching it to me, I need to actually know it. And it's so much more interesting and so much more engaging. Huh. I don't know, it changed a lot for me, so it's kind of made the organization kind of come along with it, because I actually want to be doing it. So it's just very different, I guess, when you go, when you're learning something for your career versus learning it because you want a piece of paper that says you learned it. Which I guess you're still technically doing that in med school, (laughs) because they are still going to give you a piece of paper eventually, and, like, I don't actually know what doctors get a license
1: Medical degree?
0: Yeah, well, the, <laughs> uh, the license one. I know the medical degree, thank you. So they'll give you that piece of paper, and then they'll give you the license piece of paper. License to kill. Wait, oh no. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> I take that joke back. Actually, do no harm, so it's quite the opposite.
1: License to not kill. Yes. Because before that...
0: You were just able to do whatever. All bets are off before that. God. So, yeah, I guess those are, like, the major changes that happened for me, at least. Liking school. I know, it's
1: such a concept. Uh, okay. Topic two. Changing yourself. Um, so this is where we're gonna talk about what is expected of us. Because at Google you get dumped a bunch of people who just come from university and are really, really scared. So, like, a lot of, um... I guess we had orientation, but a lot of that is stuff you would expect, like, here's how to be secure, don't leave your laptop open in cafes, you know. Ah, we got that too. Oh, yeah, because your medical (sighs) things. (laughs) Just, just... I mean, who does that anyways? Yeah... Oh, you know, like, I usually just leave my electronics sitting around open, unlocked in public spaces. So it's good. It's good. They told me Um, throughout the entire, like, because orientation was like two days. And then we had training for I don't actually know if I'm allowed to tell you how long we had training for because I'm not <laughs> like because they told us like because like the description of the the engineering resident position on the website is pretty vague it's just something about like being for new like university graduates and doing google work and so they told us at some point they're like don't don't talk in detail about what the program is like so an amount of time was spent in training we did training and we learned some things uh (laughs) but i think like one of the things i am allowed to talk about is like the traits that they really wanted us to unlearn from university and like relearn like different things for work, which I already kind of mentioned, like the whole pacing yourself with projects and everything. One thing, I don't know, it might be different for me than a lot of other people, but the one thing they would not stop stressing is that you need to ask questions. The entire time I have been there, like every week someone is like you need to ask questions <laughs> in some way or the other. I'm getting a lot better at it. I feel like if you're working on a project, like I think it's different, because, like, in computer science, you actually have, like, long projects that you're working on, like, in a computer lab. Like, in short, I remember, like, sitting in this lab, and there's this one guy in particular who would always ask the professor over and be like, hey, help me with this. And it got to the point where the professor is just like, you really need to figure this out on your own. Which part of it was like, that student should have been asking me, because I designed our entire system. (laughs) And our professor didn't know how it worked, but... Like, wow. like, that student was just sitting there, like, asking a million questions, and, like, I would figure everything out on my own, because, like, Google. But, like, at Google, you can't Google everything, and our documentation is really super bad. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> so, like, you can't go on the internal stuff and look things up. Like, my manager at some point was just like, like, that's the biggest difference from where he worked before and working at Google, is that... People are the documentation. You have to ask someone, and even if they don't know it, they will know who to ask to eventually get you an answer. But no one writes anything down. Oh my god. Yeah. And so, like, over and over again, I'm just like, you need to ask questions. And it's been a really positive experience for me because I do have that issue of, like, not wanting to ask people for help and that being, like, super awkward for me. But every single time I've asked, like, even something that Like, looking back, I was like, maybe that was a really stupid question. Like, if I asked it to someone who was working on my team and who has been at Google for a while, I never even got, like, a smidgen of, like, that look that was like, why are you asking this? Like, they would just be like, oh, yeah, like, it's here. Like, maybe look at this. Or, oh, let me look at it. And they'd just explain stuff to me like it was normal. (laughs) And I'm like, what? People can just... (laughs) explain things and be helpful. Amazing. So that's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, number one point, ask a lot of questions. And then number two point is everything else that I don't remember. That <laughs> you don't remember saying or don't remember, like... Don't remember learning, because it's just ask questions. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, cause. I think, like, in general, at Google, like, they want people who are, like, I want to say sociable, but it's a tech company, so it's a very strange sort of sociable, and there are people who just don't talk to people, and it's fine. They can get their work done. Um, yeah. Basically, our entire training was spent telling us to just chill out. Like, there was literally a point where, like, they were trying to teach us something, and they had to say over and over again, like... It doesn't actually matter if you get this done. You are just learning the system. We're not gonna grade you. You're not gonna fail if you don't complete it. Like We're probably not even gonna look at your finished work. This is for you. Learn the system. Don't worry about it. And then, of course, everyone was stressing out about it. Because <laughs> they were like, oh, my oh, no, we need to get it done. Like, there were, like, I don't know, like, eight tasks on this thing. And for one, there's this one, like, genius guy who, like, doesn't think he's a good programmer, which is wild to me. But he figured out basically the entire thing and finished it. And, like, this other group was on, like, task number two. And they were like, oh, no, we're doing so badly. But then in the end, like, looking back, it's just like, oh, that didn't matter at all. Like... It was just a more fun way to learn than just reading documentation. So, huh. yeah, just like ask questions and don't stress out. Just be chill, dude. <laughs> just <laughs> just, chill just be chill. That's how Google works. My manager ended a meeting today with just like take it easy, which I had never <laughs> ever heard him say before. So it was really oh my funny. Gosh. But yeah, that's what Google expects of you <laughs> to be chill. I mean, I guess that's a little bit misleading because. They hire a certain kind of person. Like, the reason they tell us all to be chill is because we're, like, fucking overachievers and want to do everything and stress out about it, you know? Like, you can't get a job at Google if you don't do anything. I guess it's safe to say that the, like, do your work and be a pretty good programmer is kind of implicit in getting hired at Google. (laughs) So. Yeah. Hmm.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I just, I don't know where to start with this. Like, what is expected of you, like, of me, I guess, as a medical student at the medical school that I go to? I guess at medical school in general is that, like, you know, they, they tell us this all the time. They're like, you know, we know that you're bright kids. We know that you not kids because we're adults. Uh, they're like, we know you're bright people. We know you can handle this material wise and a lot of it a lot of what's expected of us I guess is to get I mean a lot of it is the clinical skills and memorizing things and learning things and internalizing things and you know growing as people into people who should be physicians because there's a lot of people out there who shouldn't be physicians let's be honest and that's a a big paradigm shift I think in medicine where you know medical schools are emphasizing you know humanity and empathy and really like understanding your patients and just you know trying to be the best human you can be because I think that a lot of people assume like oh I want to be a doctor so I'm great you know I must be a good person I want to help people but (laughs) like that's not necessarily the case And for a lot of people, you know, the people that they're going to be treating are, you know, potentially pretty different
1: from the people that they've hung out with their whole lives or, you know. You mean there's a certain community of people that go into medical school? (laughs) Spoilers, but yeah, a little
0: bit. And so it's important to be able to, you know, interact with people and not be a huge wiener about it. Like, the they changed the MCAT to emphasize more, like, moral questions and things regarding empathy. And they made it so, you know, they want people to take sociology and psychology to understand, like, wow, people of different socioeconomic statuses exist. Uh, oh, wow, wage inequality is a thing and things that seem obvious to some people that maybe aren't obvious to some groups of people who go into medical school
1: historically historically medical groups cough cough
0: and and so what what tends to be expected of us i guess both implicitly and in in some instances explicitly is is that we you know We get a really good understanding of medicine, obviously, but also that we get a good understanding of the communities that we're going to be serving and the best ways to help them and not the best ways to help, you know, ourselves. Like, we had a talk at one point about how basically the entire, like, uh, healthcare system, not the entire healthcare system, I should say, but, like, just think about the hours that clinics are open. You know, it's like 8 to 5. Well, that leaves a lot of people who can't go to the clinic because they have to go to work, because they can't take time off to go get medical help. And so the person giving us that lecture was like, so why don't we have clinics open at, you know, 10 p.m. uh, that aren't the ER? Oh, well, the easy answer for that is that physicians don't want to work at 10 p.m. (laughs) But that's not what's important. What's important is that there are people that we're supposed to be serving who need help at 10 p.m. And the only way they can get help is to go to the ER. But ER docs are not primary care physicians. There's just so many gaps in healthcare right now. And at least in my program, what they're really emphasizing is we need to fill those gaps. And that starts with understanding like our patients and how we can best help them. So that's, I want to believe that's kind of the, uh, the goal of medicine as we progress forward, that that's what we're going to be focusing on. That's what my program focuses on. And so we get a lot of that and it's, it's, it's kind of a lot. (laughs) There's just a lot of things that we're expected to understand. Um, but also it's kind of like the same thing, uh, with, with, I guess, Google, like we wouldn't have gotten accepted into medical school, and especially not this program, if, you know, we didn't demonstrate to the school that this was the kind of person that we are, and that that, that we're genuinely interested in this. I can't necessarily speak to all medical schools, because I still think that there are some problems with the system, potentially, I, and I guess I don't necessarily know that mine is as genuine as I want to believe it is, but it surely seems that way. There's only like a handful of people in my class and you know, I don't think poorly of any of them. You know, just kind of like, hey, you're going into medicine, be a good person. You know? Be a decent person at
1: least. Don't be a bad person. Yeah, don't 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 suck. Is that one of your essay questions? Do you <laughs> suck? Do you suck? Yes or no. Tell us why. I guess like the interviews kind of.
0: Yeah. Especially if they start throwing those weird moral questions at you. Go back to killing that old lady. Good God. Throwback. Okay. Not to, like, freak anyone out,
1: but... <laughs> uh... Yeah. Med school. Was there anything that you were surprised was expected of you? Um... I
0: will say that there are is at least one thing that I was surprised wasn't expected of me, which is I don't have to dress nice every day, which is not true of some med schools, as I've learned. But no, they have key days outlined on the schedule, and they're like, you better be in white coat attire for this.
1: Are people visiting, or are you going somewhere?
0: Usually if we're going to see patients... Oh, that's okay. the really big one. That's the really big one. If we have guests coming to speak to us, um, especially if they're patients, then they're like, you better look nice. And I'm like, that makes sense. Cause you know, yeah. uh, it's really important.
1: Just following the theme of like having rules that make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, they do not care what you look like any other day of the week.
1: Can you wear sweatpants to class?
0: Yes, nice. absolutely. People do it all the time. Good. Yeah, I always dress comfy, unless, obviously, it's white coat day, and then I dress You need to be snappy. comfy for the brain to do stuff. You know, it's science. Um, I'm surprised by things I will have to do in the future. Oh, yeah? Like, I found out that in my third year of medical school, I will apparently be in charge of my own panel of patients, at oh. one of our clinics. And I am super terrified. Um, <laughs> I mean, you still have a resident and multiple physicians on site at all times. And you can't, like, sign anything until you've told them. <laughs> but, like, we write our own prescriptions. We write our own notes. It's cr- it's wild. But, like, presumably by then they will have taught us the things we're supposed to know.
1: It's like I'm a little tiny mini residency
0: basically they're like before you go out and make a fool of yourself
1: (laughs) you get to make a fool of yourself here
0: yes where everyone knows that you're just med students and they don't expect they expect a lot of you but like not resident status that's the resident's job but also you know things vary from program to program that's just my program where they were like hey by the way and it was like oh jeez Louise but the rest of it I don't think there's been anything like That's really surprised me, other than I thought I was going to have to look snappier more of the time, but I super don't.
1: Oh, yeah. I do actually have a pair of slacks that I bought, like, a week before I started work that are still in the bag with the tags on them. (laughs) So I guess that says something. Yeah. Google's the chillest zone. Oh, yeah. You see people walking around all the time that, like, don't have shoes on. And, like, I I was, like, thinking about... I was talking about this to the person next to me. Because, like, where I work, it's carpeted. And then if you, like, go down the hallway and turn a corner, there's the micro kitchen, which has a tile floor. And, like, I was wondering, like, okay, you can walk around the desk area without shoes on. But, like, where where are the limits of your shoes? Like, I feel like you, you can't go into the cafes without any shoes on. But yeah. But can you go to the micro kitchen? Like, they have a sign that says no dogs allowed in the micro kitchen. You know? But... And, like, obviously you don't want to go into the bathroom without your shoes on. I saw someone in the Google elevator without their shoes on. Oh, no. So, like, can you, like, cross floors? It is weird, like, walking around your workplace, because I was wearing snow boots, and I didn't want to wear them, like, all day. So I was just, like, walking around in my socks, and just, like, walking from your desk to, like, a little kitchen, and getting a cup of tea, you know, and then going and working on stuff. It feels weirdly cozy, and you're, like... Uh, Okay.
0: Yeah, I. Oh, uh, I guess we. Well, okay. So we have a little. We have a little study area for the med students, and it has like a little kitchen. Yeah. We share it with the PA students actually, and it has like a little sitting area and like fridges and Keurigs and dishwashers. Weirdly, and then. Like, we have our own little little areas that only we can buzz into, and we each have our own desk in said little areas. And, like, in that way, they try to make med school cozier for us, I guess, under the assumption that we're going to live there sometimes. I don't. Yeah? Several people do.
1: You said you were there, like, like ten hours a day.
0: Yeah, I actually don't... Uh, study. They're called the mods.
1: I usually don't hang
0: out there. I go to the library or we have some other studying areas on campus because uh, I get distracted when there's people around. <laughs> and so I just kind of separate myself from everyone else. In anatomy I would hang out in there just because I would be in the lab all the time and the mods were closer to the anatomy lab. But now that it's mostly book learnings I just go to the library, because it's quieter. But it's really nice for the people that use it, and it's, I don't know, it's real cute. We all, like, they have, like, little coat hangers areas, and everybody, like, hangs up their white coats, so that we don't forget them at home, (laughs) mostly, or get them dirty, because they're (laughs) white coats. they're white, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was kind of... Just kidding. I thought of something else. That is something that kind of surprised me is that, um, like, med school is stressful and stuff. But a lot of my professors have been really, like, kind of in the same strain as it the Google people, it sounds like. They've been really, like, hey, don't freak out. <laughs> I mean, they're like, freak out a little, but don't freak out too much. Um, there's a line. But, like, everybody's really, like, nice to us. And, like, the students are really nice to each other, and they try to promote, like, don't, like, they try to, they try to reduce, like, competition as much as possible, because they want us to, like, be friends, and not be, like, cutthroat, and trying to, like, sabotage each other, which I guess happens. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Yeah, I was like, well, because, I mean, there's a ranking system, but, like, chill. And everybody is just, like, typically, like, our professors are really pleasant. When we did our class after anatomy, like, they opened up with, we know you've been through a lot. We're going to try Aww. to make this as painless as possible. And it was still incredibly painful, but they're really sympathetic to our plight as students, I guess. And they know that it's a lot. And they, they, they're like, I mean, we can only go so easy on y'all, which is to say not really at all. But at least they're, like, apologetic about it. Yeah.
1: They can acknowledge your suffering.
0: Yeah. And occasionally they'll like bring us donuts and be like, are y'all okay? Have some snacks. So that's nice, I guess. They're not like totally, you know, trying to drown us. They're like, no, no, no. You've made it this far. you still got far to go. Take a breather. So yeah, I guess in that re- like it's not really chill, but it was chiller than I'd anticipated. It's just... There's just more of a community, I guess, than I'd anticipated. And it's nice. It's pleasant. Yeah, I guess I was really surprised by, like, you know, the professors and stuff being chill and just the level of community that they contribute, but also even just my classmates and the amount of community that's kind of stemmed from us just kind of being in this same proximity of suffering together. Because it was really funny, because during our first week, we had... It was just a week where they kind of introduced us to the school and the concept of, you know, community medicine um, and things of that nature. And we got to talk with like the PA students and nursing students and all these other people. But when we were talking with the PAs, like we all did group pictures or whatever, and the PAs were like, they'd already they'd already been there all summer apparently because their semester starts oh way earlier than ours, and they were all like broing out and like. I don't even know. It was just like they were all like all up on each other and it was real cute and they were just like, yeah, you know, we're all friends. And then all the med students took their group picture and we were like, I don't know these people.
1: (laughs) Pretend like you like each other.
0: Basically, it was really awkward. And the PA students kind of looked at us and they were like, oh, don't worry. Once you get to anatomy, y'all, y'all will be close. Trust us. And everybody was kind of like, haha, yeah, whatever. But they were Right. Legit, like, anatomy is um, a blessing and a curse uh, all at once because it's so much stuff. But because it's so much stuff, you really end up, like, relying on other people to, like, you know, have your back on certain things. Like, I don't understand this thing or I can't find this structure. Please help me. And, like, four people will be like, yeah, I got you. It's right over here. You know, I need a scapel blade and I'm really bad at it. Can somebody do this for me? Which is me, because I was like, I will stab myself. Uh, there was one point where I was dissecting with some members of my group, and we were in there for, like, six hours. And uh, when, when you're standing over a cadaver with a group of people for six hours, something really changes. Um, <laughs> you become closer. <laughs> you really do, though. And even, <laughs> like, we would be in the lab for... Sometimes like two, sometimes four, sometimes six hours, like at one period in the afternoon. Um, And then a lot of us would come back in the evenings and review stuff for a couple hours. So we spent a lot of time in the lab and like I wouldn't show up to the lab with a set group of people. I would just show up to review stuff and I would just run into people and be like, hey, can I study with you? Sure. Sure. And so in, in that respect, like, the PAs were right. Um, anatomy and, like, all of our dissection groups are completely random. So you would just end up with a random group of your classmates that you would be dissecting with the whole, you know, six weeks. So it threw together a lot of random people in a lot of different ways and we like none of us knew what we were doing some people had had like some cadaver anatomy classes but most of us hadn't and the people that had had those classes they like it wasn't quite the same and so really none of us really knew what we were doing and so just kind of that like being a complete loss and having someone be like all right i hope you memorized all the bones of the hand It was a lot, and it it really did, like, bring everybody closer, and it was extremely surprising
1: in that regard. Like, wow, we're all just, like, friends now, I guess. So if you ever want to make really good friends with someone, you just find a dead body. (laughs) Yeah. Or make a dead body. Well, (laughs) maybe not. Maybe not that
0: one. I mean... You will grow closer. You will probably, yes. Definitely, (laughs) but I'm not sure it will be for the best. But yeah, just... Yeah, anatomy was, like, the class where everything really changed and everybody really started to feel like, yeah, we're classmates and we're in this together and we're going to be together for the next four years. Yeah, it was just a pretty wild experience, I guess. And, uh, you know, obviously there are some people that are, like, closer than others and whatever because that's how friendships work. But it's nice to know that even if you're not, like, super close with people that they still got your back, you know. It's also kind of nice in my program that we also exist in like a really close proximity to the PA students. Like I don't know any of them super well, but that's like another resource you can go to. like we talked to them about anatomy for a lot for a lot of things because they had also taken it and they take it taken it before us and so we'd be like, guys, what the heck And they'd be like, oh yeah, you know, just don't worry about it you know giving us study tips or whatever. The other med students in years higher than us are like, yeah, we know how much it sucks to be a first year. So like, here's some tips, you know, here's some snacks. Some donuts. People bring us snacks a lot, actually, now that I think about it.
1: (laughs) They're trying to fatten you up. (laughs) This whole med school thing is a ruse.
0: Uh, They don't want us to be healthy. Our second year's... It was really cute, like, our our first day of classes, they'd, like, come up to the mods and they decorated our mods, and, Aww. like, put up little posters and stuff, like, you've got this, you know, we believe
1: in you. <laughs> did they have the little kitten hanging off the branch? They
0: did not.
1: Oh, what? They did
0: have streamers and balloons, and it was very cute. Yeah, I guess that's okay. It, it It's, like, surprising to me, I guess, how, like, sympathetic people are. While also not, I don't know. It's not like, I don't know, people want you to succeed. And it's a nice feeling to know that, like, people aren't there to make life difficult for you for no reason. And it's it's just nice to know that there's, like, this whole community surrounding, like, med school where people are like, yeah, we get it. Here's some ways to make things suck less. And it's just nice. I don't know. And it's even it's just nice having people to talk to, to be like, man, that sucked, ton. Huh? it's like, yeah. That was rough. I don't know. Just little things like that. It's nice. And I, I like the people that, you know, I'm in class with. It's genuinely enjoyable.
1: Yeah. I guess it's nice, like, being in classes with people who, like, you know, want to be there and learn the subject. Yeah,
0: yeah. Instead of, like, I went to a really small college and there were still, you know, people that showed up for the tests and you never saw them again. And it's like, well, Jeffrey over there does not want to be here. But with medicine, you know... It's just kind of that same kind of gear shift I talked about earlier. It's like that for everybody, really, where people are like, oh, this stuff matters, and I want to be here, and I want to be learning this. <laughs> and, like, nobody does this for funsies. There are more fun things I could be doing for the next, like, ten years.
1: Bonding through group suffering. How big is how big is your class?
0: Uh, 26 people.
1: Oh, okay. Because my cohort is 30, so. Oh, yeah. Very matchy-matchy number. So, yeah, there's 30 of us, and they had us all sit in the same desk area. And, I don't know, for one, like, it was really weird for me, because, like, there are some people there who had obviously been coding since they were, like, really young, and knew their way around the Linux, like, shell? They could do the command line thingies, and like, blah 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 blah. And I'm sitting there like, okay, I've been coding for three years, you know, like I did the school and that's kind of all I know. And I felt like super out of my depth, but like the thing that everyone learned, except for the guy who's really, really good at coding, who doesn't think he's good at coding. That guy. It's not even obnoxious because he's like a friendly, fun person to be around. He just genuinely is like worried that he won't get hired. And everyone's like, what? Oh, Whatever. Yeah, but that's kind of, like, that's that's how the entire cohort feels, because, like, you go to Google, and it's like, oh my god, like, I'm at Google, like, everyone here is, like, a super genius who's, like, super good at everything, but, like, not really. <laughs> <laughs> like, to work at Google, you have to know how to learn stuff, but, like, no one's gonna know everything about coding. That's a super huge domain. Like, no matter who you're talking to, you know something that they don't about coding, you know? Yeah. And so, like, through the first few, like, weeks or months of being with these people, like, I was really intimidated. But the more we warmed up and started asking questions to each other, the more I realized that there were some things that made inherent sense to me that didn't make inherent sense to other people that I could help them with, which meant that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't understand that I'm sure they would be more than happy to tell me. (laughs) But, like, unfortunately, we sort of got disseminated. Is that a word? Yes. Yes yes yeah we got spread around the entire building there's a ton of us on the 10th floor for some reason but we're not like physically next to each other except i ended up seated right next to the person who i was seated right next to during training which is oh fun. spooky yeah we have a group chat and we talk about things and make jokes about things and it is kind of because like because we started as a cohort so that we have like 29 other people that we can talk to and Yeah, we kind of, like, have a class, and there are a lot of people who, like, start working at Google, and they just, they start, they have orientation, but that's a couple of days um, until they're just stuck on a team who's, you know, 99% of them have been there longer than they have, you know, like, already established. And so a lot of people who just started right off the bat have talked about feeling kind of lost and not really having anyone to talk to, and so it's really nice having a cohort experience Yeah. The one thing I remember from like really distinctly from the little training session we had is someone who's gone through this program before came to talk to us and he had this graph of like resident happiness and it started kind of like lower mid-level and then it just like dropped drastically to like below the axis, you know, but then it slowly like it came back up to like way higher than it was before. So it's just kind of this thing of like you are definitely going to freak out, but it's going to be okay. And I think everyone like That genuinely did happen, and, like, everyone was thinking, that's not gonna happen, I'm not supposed to be here, I'm so stupid, and everyone else is so great, and I'm just, like, not gonna get hired, you know? But, like, I think everyone at this point is just, like, super chill, except (laughs) a few people, and then everyone's like, hey, you should chill. Calm down. It's funny, because
0: the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, I feel like our experiences are more similar (laughs) than I thought initially.
1: (laughs) I mean, like, it's both like, like, med school and Google are like very prestigious sounding things, at least. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of pressure you put on yourself. But then you realize that everyone is just people. And you're like, oh, I can be people. <laughs> I-, I am people. I can do that. I can be doctor. I can type code. <laughs> yeah. So, last point learning from past change, doing beginnings the second time. <laughs> um,. I'm at the point in my vague residency that I'm not allowed to talk about where um oh shit things are happening and they're very yeah secret yeah I'm moving teams it happens a lot at Google um and so I'm having to talk to people about what their team is like and stuff like that and it's nice to realize now cuz the first time I had to do this like I didn't know what was expected of me and it was really scary and it, like I thought it was an interview but it's really not an interview and so at this point like Like, I walked into one of these meetings, and I had to explain what the meeting was about to the guy I was meeting with. (laughs) And then, like, looking at, like, the people I'm meeting with and how long they've worked at the company, like, one of the guys I met with today has only been at Google for, like, a year and a half. So it's, like, a year longer than I've been here, which isn't a whole lot. So, and, like, I care a lot less, but not in, like, a careless way, but just in sort of, like, it's gonna work out kind of way. Yeah. Like, the, the team I'm on right now was not the team that I really wanted to be on, but, like, it's worked out perfectly fine, and, like, I've learned a lot, and I feel like like it's a really good group of people, and, you know, hopefully my next team will be a little bit better fit, but, like, I'm confident that there's no way that things are gonna turn out so badly that I'm gonna hate the next few months of my life. That's always good. Yeah, so, it's, it's a lot easier doing things the second time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um... I definitely agree. Like, starting medical school was a real struggle because they do expect you to hit the ground running. And then you go through one class for eight weeks, and then they're like, okay, and now anatomy. And you get there, and you're like, oh, literally everything could not be more different. And so, like, okay, I've worked out the schedule. I know what I'm doing with myself every day. And then all of a sudden, they're like, finals done. You're done with that do something else. And it's like, okay, so you just have to stop suddenly, drop everything, pick it back up in a way that suits this completely new class and then keep running. Um, And you do that basically like every four to six, to sometimes eight weeks because that's just how they do classes in medical school, at least at mine, Um, which honestly I prefer because I like, you know, focusing on one thing. But making that switch like the second time and like, Starting this semester even has been so much easier just because I'm like, okay, yeah, I've got to stop and regroup, but it's not the end of the world, you know, especially like we had our first exam today and the the professor h- had a review yesterday and he was like, don't freak out. This exam is not worth that much of your grade. If you bomb it because <laughs> you don't know what to expect, you can come back from it. It's fine. And he was telling us about, like, we had a student at one point who made an F on the first exam and then made honors in the class. Like, don't freak out. And that's kind of the mindset I tend to take is, like, okay, if things don't work out super great at the very beginning, like, you've done this so many times, you know you'll get in the groove of it. You just need to get there and, like, be kind to yourself in the interim. So that's kind of where I'm at with that, with, like, changes between classes especially, like, a lot of changes, actually. You just gotta be kind to yourself, and you gotta let yourself adjust. Changes are hard, and they're scary, and they can be super stressful, and, like, that's just kind of the human condition, you know? People don't typically... I mean, some people do, obviously. There are no absolutes. But for the most part, like, change is weird and wild and uncomfortable and you've just got to be nice to yourself and recognize that and like you'll get through it It just might take a minute you know
1: i feel like people who like seem unaffected by change are less unaffected and more just like have a handle on it i don't know yeah (laughs) like are just like used to being super uncomfortable (laughs) yeah just like this is familiar
0: it's 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 so it's unfamiliar but in a familiar way you know
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: But yeah, you know, just don't sweat it. It'll work. It'll work itself out. You'll get there.
1: Just march steadily forward.
0: Yeah. Uh. So I. It sounds like that wraps up this episode. Yeah. So, thank you to anyone still listening.
1: The three people who listened to our last episode. Thank thank you you so much. much. That. One of them was blood-related to me.
0: Still, it means a lot. Uh, this is fun. I, Even though I disappeared forever, uh, I
1: swear I enjoy this. We'll try and do the next episode um, in, a, uh, in a... Sooner? In a, in a reasonable time frame. Yeah, I don't... We haven't
0: decided exactly yet on the schedule, but there will be a schedule.
1: It will not be more than two months. yes. That's that's our that's our cutoff now. It has to be within two months. Must be hopefully soon. Hopefully, yeah. yes. And
0: we have places where we post these things now. Yes.
1: Yeah, we're on. Um, I mean, it's mainly hosted on SoundCloud, but we actually got the podcast up on Google Play, which is a lot easier than I thought it would be. So you can search Google Play for uh, in residence and it's one of the things that pops up i think there's a few other things that also show up but if you scroll we have a very clean clear logo (laughs) it's beautiful yeah i tried to get us on itunes and i haven't heard back from that maybe i just haven't checked the email or something but i mean we're on soundcloud we're on google play what else do you need itunes what do you think this podcast is about uh (laughs) oh yeah We also have an email account at gmail, which is inresidencepodcast at gmail.com. Technically, there are periods in between each of those words, but um, that does not count in emails, so you can kind of type it however you want to. And you can send us questions or comments or suggestions about what you'd like to hear us talk about.
0: Yeah, if anything.
1: (sighs) Otherwise, we'll just keep talking about whatever. Um, But yeah, we would,
0: you know, love... Questions or feedback of really any sort. So feel free to, you know, hit that email button. Because
1: that's how email works. I mean, there's a button. There's some
0: buttons involved with sending emails. Unless you do everything with, like, Siri.
1: I think you have to press a button to activate Siri. Well...
0: I don't have an Apple phone. I don't
1: know. Don't you mean the Google Assistant? I turned mine off, so... How dare you? Okay Google. Oh shit it actually worked. Sing me a song. This is my song. It's not very long. <laughs> Isn't she adorable? <laughs> this has been advertising on a podcast. Could we make that? Could we make that our outro song or would we get sued? <laughs> <laughs> um we're not making any money off of it.
0: Anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's as good as a, of a wrap up as we're gonna get, I think.
1: <laughs> yep. Goodbye, listeners, and good night. Assuming they're listening at night. You can't talk about. That's okay. I'm cutting this part out.
0: Are you? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this later and be like, <laughs> oh, they left
1: it. I'll, I'll bleep out. <laughs> <laughs> just just put
0: barks.